This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelore, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. Today on the show, I have Dr. Andrew Kirkland. He is a sleep, health, and wellness expert with over 20 years of experience in the medical field. And we're really going to dive into what I feel is one of the most pivotal aspects of health and wellness, sleep. And I know for myself and for many of the women that I work with, when your sleep is off, when my sleep is off, I feel like every other part of my life starts to slowly slide down this slippery hill where mm-hmm. everything feels off. It's like my ability to cope with things, my emotional capacity, my resilience, my physical well being, everything really hinges on sleep as a fundamental component of health and wellness. So after the year that we've had with COVID and this cultural revolution, I mean, there's just been a lot going on. I'm hearing more and more from women that they feel like their sleep is off or they're sleeping more or they're sleeping less. They're having a hard time falling asleep. So I really wanted to kind of get down to the basics again with somebody who is speaking about this very frequently to help support you in really getting your sleep back on track. So Dr. Kirkland, welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you, Erin. Nice to speak with you and your audience. Can you? I, uh, I definitely appreciate what you're up to and uh, happy to share whatever information I can. Thank you so much. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you came into this place where you know so much about sleep and where you're really interested in this? I, you know, time goes by quickly. Over 20 years in practice, so I practiced in the UK and, and then uh, I am Canadian, so then moved the practice back to Montreal and then ended up with business in the States as well. So I've seen all sorts of cultures and experienced a lot in over 20 years. Uh, the years go by, so 5,000 patients or more over that time frame. And I was mostly uh, about physical medicine, so pain and pain management and whatnot. But sleep played such an important role and it is so vital. You know, there, there's so much we can touch on. A lot of it is a bit cliched in a way, um, kind of common knowledge. But yes. I like to highlight things that uh, you know that we kind of take for granted, and we really shouldn't take for granted. So, so it's such an important aspect of health at all ages, uh, really. Yeah. So, so I love speaking about it. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I think I read somewhere when I was sort of diving into your wealth of knowledge that you've worked with everyone from royalty to rock stars. And I was like, that's the kind of guy we need on the show because I work with all these women who are essentially in their own right, a little bit of rock star, a little bit of royalty, and they need that kind of treatment and that kind of knowledge. So we've got somebody amazing here today. What you said is so true that good quality sleep comes down to a lot of basics. But when we are living in a world where we're constantly pulled in so many directions, where there's a lot going on, we can Mm -hmm. forget even about the basics. So this is brilliant in that wellness doesn't always have to be super complicated stuff. And I know you said you're going to pull out a few things to highlight, but as well, like it can be simple to tap back into it. And sometimes we just need those reminders. I think the reminders and just taking a moment to take a step back and think about what we're up to and what we're doing. You know, I do, I do like the perspective that human beings have been around for a couple of hundred thousand years. 
but modern history is on such a crazy trajectory of change and technology and, and so much happening so quickly that that really the way our bodies are designed to function is is in a way not keeping up with changes in society. And so if you take a step back and think about how we are programmed to work, how our bodies function uh, in relation to all sorts of things we can touch on, to me, that's the perspective that allows you to look at it just from a different angle as opposed to focus, you know, perhaps on what's in front of you in the very moment, you know, whether it's social media or latest information or, or, or whatever's coming at you. Yeah. And that is such an important piece to discuss really is that this modern day society and world where we are so connected in particular to technology, which is incredible in a lot of ways, but are our bodies able to keep up with the growth and speed at which the technology is evolving? Okay. Let's just start at the very basics here, because I really want women to understand why we're having this conversation, why I felt it was important to have it. How does quality sleep impact our overall wellness? So sleep is really the anabolic time. Our body has an opportunity to heal and recover and grow strong. Mm -hmm. So most of our day is spent in, in a catabolic process where we're burning things and using things up. So you, you really need that time to refuel your body in order to get up the next day and perform and, and be active and, and enjoy life. So in that regard, sleep is really one of the most basic necessities. Our body needs that opportunity to clean up byproducts, uh, chemical byproducts of what we've done the day before, cement memories, grow, heal, produce more hormones that we need. There, there are so many things that happen while we're asleep that once we get up in the morning, we are replenished and ready to go again. So mm. if you don't give your body that chance and either in a way by choice or in some unfortunate situations, just by the, you know, the circumstances that you're under, your body just doesn't have that anabolic time in order to rebuild. What's so interesting is that often when we're in a space of stress or overwhelm, we have a tendency to let go of sleep. Like I'll stay up later to finish mm -hmm. that project or yeah. people Cram who are in that school. Exam. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so what I'm hearing yeah. from you though, is that really yeah. the sleep is so pivotal in order to be able to perform in order to have full functionality of our brain. So I find right now with everything that's going on in the world, there are a lot of people who are struggling with sleep and their capacity to manage everything that's going on in the world right now. And yet we know, as you were just saying, that sleep is such a paramount piece to supporting mental health. Any tips for individuals who are struggling to fall asleep, even though they know that they need to? So what I see from these times, you know, that there is more stress for everybody and there's a change in routine and lifestyles. And a lot of those changes are actually detrimental towards our ability to sleep. So if you think about how much screen time we're participating in now compared to previously, you know, there, it's gone up. Uh, activity level has gone down. Stress level has gone up. Wor worry has gone up. So you add all those together and they all have a negative impact on ability to get to sleep and quality of sleep once we are there. So it is really, uh, you know, it's a time where we've experienced all of these uh, negative factors in, in a time where really, if we could be sleeping well and better, we would be coping with it so much better than, than what unfortunately some people are, uh, are stuck in a rut uh, with, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about it from that perspective, 
one of my favorite things to really highlight is activity and, and exercise. We all know it has so many benefits, and, and this is where some of these statements are, are fairly obvious, but I like to think about it from the perspective of hormones and stress hormones. Our body is really designed to fight a stress over a short period of time. We're not designed to handle slow, steady stress over long periods of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that fight or flight response where you get a sudden stressor, your body adapts quickly, you deal with it, and then you relax and settle down. That's not modern life. Modern life throws us this slow grade of continuous stress. So your body just doesn't adapt to that as well. And so we start to see cortisol as, as a stress hormone climb and be present in our blood a lot more than it should be. And so cortisol has a negative impact on sleep. Cortisol mm. should, should be reduced as we head towards uh, sleep. And so our body has a chance to relax and recover. So many of us have elevated levels of cortisol as a result of low grade, steady state of stress that impacts our ability to fall asleep and sleep well. So you get up the next day, you still have more cortisol in your body and you go through it all over again. All right, so I like to think of exercise as taking your body through that sudden positive stressor. Okay. So you create a sudden positive stress because you know stress, everybody thinks of stress as negative, but stress is actually a state of response. So you can have positive stress and negative stress. Mm. So if you counter the negative stress with the positive stress of activity and exercise and you raise your heart rate and you get more oxygen in your, in your body and you stimulate your, your muscles and joints and nerves, which stimulates your brain, you, know, you get a positive response, which helps release the, the cortisol production cycle that you're stuck in. And so you will get through towards the end of your day with less cortisol, therefore better able to fall asleep, get a good night's sleep and wake up feeling refreshed. Yes. Okay. Right? I'm so glad we're talking about, yes. I think that a lot of people, women, especially who are listening to this podcast, yeah. have a complicated relationship with exercise as well, where either yes. they've used exercise and it's like, I got to be at the yeah. gym seven days I a know. week for an for hour, sure. <laughs> right? The pusher. Yes. And yeah. so what I work with a lot with women yeah. kind of redefining what exercise or movement needs to look like. It can yes. be going for a great walk and getting your heart rate up. It can be um, doing something that you really find joy in doing. It can be yeah. dancing around the kitchen with your kids and like putting on some good music. What in your mind is... Yeah sort of a benchmark that we want to be looking at in order to mm -hmm. get that good sort of stress, the hormone well, impact from that. I like to think of it more as activity, actually, because I, I do agree exercise, it has a connotation of, oh, you know, more stress. Oh, my gosh, I got to go out and exercise. And <laughs> right. oh, I don't like it. I got to go exercise. Yeah. Yes. So think of it as activity and movement. And I, I read something fascinating, this idea of 10,000 steps a day. It's not actually accurate. There are some interesting uh, data points around taking 2000 to 4000 steps a day which sounds a lot more manageable than 10000 steps mm -hmm. and and that actually giving you a very good return as opposed to how long is it going to take me to take 10000 steps in a day right it right. becomes a time factor and everything else and so then people just really, don't do it if it yeah, becomes exactly. too hard then it's just like okay i'll just turn yeah. on netflix and watch a show instead yeah. versus 2000 steps like go clean your house and you've got your 2000 exactly steps right so uh you know so what i read recently is that there, there's a an interest in a movement around people meeting up for coffee but instead of sitting in the coffee shop, they're actually taking it on a walk. So you know, what it. a great idea, right? Socialize and 
socially distant if you have to, and, and we're yeah. still in that time frame. But you know, now you're moving and you're creating a great social interaction because we are social creatures by nature, and you're avoiding the the sitting down kind of doing nothing moment, yes. right? And that's not going to be viewed as as negative exercise. That's going to be viewed as an opportunity to be social and and move at the same time. I also feel like there's opportunities right now when so many people are working from home, when you're meeting with a colleague and it doesn't have to be a super formal sit down with yeah. you know your Zoom PowerPoint, can you take that meeting and get outside and get some fresh air, or go for a walk, whatever it is, while yeah. you're on the phone chatting? I think that's another great yeah, Even standing through your day, right? If you're sitting through your day, sitting is often described as the new smoking. It's not good for us. It mm. elevates uh, blood pressure and increased diabetes and all stuff all sorts of things. So if you just have an opportunity to stand up and do a phone call standing up and move around, it's a simple thing, but it's so much better for you than sitting all day. And so that's why I don't see it as you must go out and hit the gym for 90 minutes, you know, however many times a week. It's it's really just about getting your body into more motion, even it's, mm-hmm. if it's just simple standing, moving around. I love it. Okay. That's your first tool that you're taking from this session today is that we Mm. want to use movement and activity as a way of balancing out some of the chemical reactions that are happening in your brain. Now, Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like I wake up with a cortisol hangover. Is this a thing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is. Because if you've gone to bed with more cortisol, you know, it does impact quality of sleep. And so this idea that sleep is anabolic and it's an opportunity for you to use up and clear out any byproducts of of activity and and stress response through the day. If you haven't had a chance to do that, then yeah, hangover is the right word for it. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. 
friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Pressing pause for a moment to ask you some questions. Be honest with me. Put up your hand, not if you're driving, of course, put up your hand if you're feeling a little out of control around food these days. You constantly find yourself in the kitchen snacking or eating when you know you're not really hungry. Put up your hand if you feel unhappy with your body. You get dressed in the morning or you're getting ready to go out and you feel totally discouraged by what you see in the mirror. Put your hand up if you are struggling to find the motivation to stay active or to move your body or really to live any of the habits that you know you wanna be living but you just can't seem to get into the groove. If you put your hand up for any of those things, I want to invite you to join me at my free live training, Five Steps to End the Battle with Food and Your Body. This is a free training. You can find the link to sign up in the show notes down below. And in this training, I'm gonna walk you through the exact steps I took to change my relationship to food and my body forever. No dieting, no insane workout schedule. It's perfect for anybody who's ready to step away from the exhausting cycle of dieting and overeating and then dieting again, only to feel like nothing is working for you. Or maybe you're trapped always thinking about food and your body and you know that it's holding you back from living your fullest life. If any of this is resonating, please do yourself a favor. Click the link in the show notes down below. Come hang out with me for one of my free one hour trainings. I can't wait to see you there. So let's talk about the other obvious piece that is impacting sleep, which is technology. And I'm obviously, as a health and wellness coach, aware of when possible, closing down technology a little bit earlier and Mm -hmm. creating an evening Mm -hmm. ritual. But I'm not going to lie. I have two young kids and sometimes you get to the end of the day, you put them down to bed and you've got Mm -hmm. shit to do. Like you've got to get some, you got to clock some hours to get your work done with everything that's going on. And Mm -hmm. so it'll be 11 o'clock. I'm on my computer. How does that impact or people who are scrolling their phone while they're lying in bed, which is super common. How does that impact our sleep? I, I like to think of us as uh, creatures of habit. And so it's really about the, the habit that you're in and how you're managing that habit. So certainly there are instances where, yeah, work is going to interfere with a with an evening <laughs> relaxing ritual. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's going to have an impact. To me, it's more the concept of what are you doing on a regular basis that your body is adapting as a regular habit and your hormones are adopting as a regular habit, and therefore your body really is changing its sleep cycle and, and sleep routine. So to me, the, the screen time is more in relation to you know phones up close to your, your face at the end of the day while you're lying in bed, cruising around social media or, or whatever it might be. You know, you're going back to that prehistoric reference. We've had for 200,000 plus years, a pattern of when the sun goes down, uh, we prepare for sleep. 
and then we mm-hmm. sleep until light comes back up again, right? And, and it's pretty much uninterrupted except for a, a quick stress response we might need to have for survival. So now we, ha- we are introducing light, we're introducing sounds around uh, you know, the bedroom, the, the room might be, not be dark enough, maybe there are city noises and whatnot. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of interference with the natural way our body starts to prepare for sleep and, and get into sleep. And I like to also describe sleep as a tug of war between parts of your brain that keep you awake and parts of your mm. brain that keep you asleep. And so if you are stimulating those parts of your brain that keep you awake, through additional light and sound and everything else, you know, the part of the brain that keeps you asleep is gonna is not gonna be the winning uh, component there, right? So, you know, so, and I know this is in particular where um, I have a daughter who's 16 and you know, screen time and social media and all this stuff is a tremendous stressor for them and you know, for older people as well. But it's really a case of thinking about it as a habit. And if you can change a habit around how much screen time, what you're doing at the end of the day, try and figure out a sleep ritual that is more positive for you mm-hmm. as opposed to the ritual or, or the habit that you may be you know, engaged in that is having the negative effect. And so I like to think of it as motivation as well. We, we all know these things. You know, telling someone to reduce their screen time is not uh, you know, a, any like sudden unbelievable piece of information, but it is the motivation around doing something about it. Because as humans, we tend to slide into bad habits really easily yes. and the good things take a lot of work. Well, so, we go for the short-term pleasure hit and avoid the pain of having to give up our phone. And yeah. I say pain like with air quotations around it, Yeah, yeah. but it, it yeah. feels that way in the moment and the yeah. pleasure is right there, but the yeah. result is long-term pain and a longer lasting pain. Okay. So let's just yeah. talk about this pain for a second, because I think mm-hmm. sometimes that can motivate women in particular. So mm-hmm. what is at risk when we don't sleep well, like when we're not getting that good quality, adequate sleep. So sleep is so fundamental to our health. So there's a a long list of of negative impacts from poor sleep or or lack of sleep. So weight gain is on the list, Mm -hmm. Uh, change in mood. Mm -hmm. So higher rates of depression, anger, change in concentration. So inability to focus change in memory ability for your for your brain to really cement memories high blood pressure diabetes you know the the list is is extremely long and so if you think of a lot of the things that we will do for our health sleep should really be at the top of the list if not towards the top of the list of, of something that we should be working on and this is where again habits we tend to you know, not necessarily focus on on the good things and 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 the good habits that we should be developing. So mm-hmm. this is it's really about awareness and then motivation to do something about it, to take a step back, take a look at things that are influencing your sleep in a negative way, and and look to change them. And often, I think when we're experiencing things like weight gain, which is not it's not a bad thing. Like this is not the end of the world if there's some weight gain that's happening. But I know a lot of people are struggling with that this year in particular, given that we've had a lot of changes to our environment. And so often when we've got this weight gain piece coming in, we immediately look to food. I've got to control the food. I've got to control the movement. But I really think that sleep is a third component of this that is just as important as all of those other things that often gets completely neglected or that is impacted by those other 
two things that I, I just mentioned. Absolutely. I would see people spiral uh, downwards when they weren't sleeping well. You know, their mood changes, their energy level decreases. So therefore their ability to be active decreases. Exactly. Their stress level goes up. So you get to the, the next evening and you repeat the pattern all over again. You know, weight, weight gain uh, or, or, or someone's weight, I, I like to think of it just uh, from a, a healthy perspective perspective in terms of uh, how active you are and are you enjoying your life to the fullest? Are you, are you really setting yourself up to enjoy life to the fullest? And I, I also d- never want to sound preachy because uh, some people, some health situations and whatever socioeconomic situations make it extremely challenging, right? Exactly. So, um, exactly. But, so to me, again, it's the, the habit and the pattern. If there are things you can do to help create a more positive reinforcing pattern or positive habits and even start really small if you want, and just mm. focus on something and create that positive change. It, it will create momentum in the right direction as opposed to spiraling in this, in this downwards uh, momentum. Exactly. And really, as everyone who's listening knows, for me, it's all about how you feel in your body. So beyond the weight or beyond the premature aging that happens with losing sleep, it's, it's about how you feel in your body. And I know for sure when I am tired that the food that I crave and that I want (laughs) is completely different than when I'm well rested. I'm like, where is the cheese bread? Give me some carbs that are going to give me that fast hit of energy, which isn't wrong or bad. That's our bodies trying to survive. Like I need some energy. Yeah, chemistry changing, right? And your and your body subconsciously trying to (laughs) trying to sort out that moment for you. Exactly. But if you're wondering, like, why am I the only one? who's constantly like craving these things, you have to also look at your sleep as well. Am I well rested? Is my body looking for those fast hits of energy? Okay. Question. My husband is a night owl. This man could work until 2 AM. He would Mm -hmm. ideally go to work at like 11 PM and he'd wake up at 9 AM. And of course with kids like this is not optimal because you're not waking up at Mm -hmm. 9 (laughs) AM. Is this, I mean, we've, we've tried to change the cycle that he is in and part of it for sure is, is habitual. And he knows that he can be very productive at night in the evening. Nobody's calling him. He doesn't have any client called, like you can just bang work out. Is this damaging to him? Like, do we need to really be honing in his sleep cycle here? What are your thoughts on this? I think you, you do have to see if there are any, uh, you know, habits in there that are contributing to that in perhaps a negative way, but not one individual is the same. And so everybody has uh, a different response and a different pattern and a, and a different uh, circadian rhythm, we'll call it. So, you know, so we, we've all heard these stories of people who are super productive, who can be productive with two hours sleep, you know, and mm-hmm. man, isn't that amazing? Wouldn't that be great if I could, yes. I could do that. I well, want that's that. not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's, it's, It seems like it would make sense, but that's not the way our, our body works. And so it's more a case of tuning in and seeing how, how uh, hubby feels and make sure he feels optimal. And if, if that is the case, that he does perform optimally at different times of day, then it's a matter of adapting to that and making sure the family and everyone is happy with, with schedules. So yeah. to me, it's not something that has to be quote unquote corrected, but it should be assessed to see if, you know, it is the obvious one is there caffeine taken at a certain time of day, which is contributing to increased productivity later in the day. You know, maybe mm. 
Mm. Maybe that's a factor that should be addressed. Uh, maybe this this idea of movement and activity and exercise, creating a pattern or or a habit around uh, activity at a different time of day, might change some of his. Uh, you know, again, this cortisol level and and these factors that keep you awake. So I, I'm curious to know if his indoor spin with really loud music at 10 Mm -hmm. p.m. in the basement could be contributing (laughs) to the later bedtime. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm Canadian and, uh, ice, ice time for ice hockey is limited. Exactly. And the older guys have to go out and play at, uh, 10 30, 11 o'clock Sunday at at 10 p.m. I'm like, how is this starting the week off? Right. This makes no sense. I know. But yeah, you know it. That's exactly how the week starts. Yeah. So listen, better to go play hockey than, and I guess head to a to a pub and have Absolutely. have six beers on a Sunday night, right? So uh, you know, so that's where just assessing the pluses minuses and trying to keep life in balance because we we are not going to be in balance every moment of every day. So yes. it's really it's about considering the big picture and, and making sure that that habits in general are healthy and, and promoting good sleep. Love it. What are your thoughts on sleep rituals? And do you have a sleep ritual? <laughs> I'll put an asterisk here and say I grew up in a family of six kids. We had a uh, Canadian, we call it cottage. It was almost like a a one bedroom (laughs) place out in the woods. So I, from a very early age, I learned how to sleep on the couch in the middle of crazy noise and crazy activity. So, so I have been a, a good sleeper most of my life. Although like many people in the last year, I've had more stress and and I've yeah. noticed an, an impact for myself. So for sure, I do better when I have, you know, a, a smaller meal, my body responds well to protein and, and veg. So I have that for dinner, try and eat a bit earlier. I then respond well to light activity early in the mm-hmm. evening. So I okay. will take uh, our dog out for a walk and then coming back and uh, I find reading helpful. And then, um, my wife likes to say just a, a room that's set up well. So think of your, even your bed sheets are your you know, yes. simple thing. Like are your bed sheets clean and are you comfortable enough in your environment? Is the room dark enough? So those are things that we've all, we've paid attention to and, and made some improvements on. That is key to me. And for sure, the TV and the, the crime show or something to watch at the end of the day is not helpful for me to sleep. I might get to sleep, but then my mind is too active uh, while yeah. I'm asleep, right? So, uh, so I pay attention to what I'm doing towards the end of the day. And I am, uh, in fact, opposite to your husband. I've always found I'm most productive first thing in the morning. I will almost be, uh, I'll say, joyful if I know I have an opportunity to go to sleep at like 9 p.m. Yes. <laughs> and call, call me a geek or, or whatever. My mother used to say the hours before midnight are, are the most important ones. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, don't know if that, that is 100% uh, true, but I think I respond to earlier sleep and getting up earlier. I am super happy when I've been able to manage my schedule and routine so that I am winding down after dinner and able to have a quieter evening and, yeah. and get to sleep earlier. When you're not like out at the club and just going for it, starting at 11 p.m., <laughs> you are your best self. I love it. I think JLo goes to sleep at like 9 p.m. So whatever JLo's doing, yeah, I can sure. pick up whatever she's putting down. She I mean, seems our, like she's got our, our shit teenagers together. are now going out the door at yes. a time that I'm going to sleep. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the cycle of life. 
Oh, and then your poor wife is probably up waiting for them to get home safely and before she can fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is um, by nature. Some people just worry more than, than yes. others, right? So uh, yeah, that certainly contributes to her. <laughs> So I guess I'm lucky in a way. I, I know my wife will be worrying about safety of the kids and I can have a good night's sleep. Oh, I always remember my mom being up when we would get home and my dad would have been like out cold, hadn't even thought about it. No, That's zero right. concern. It's good. They'll get home somehow. Yeah. My uh, mother slept on the couch waiting for six of us to come home oh, <laughs> all through our bless. teenage years. Oh. So I think if you add that up, it's probably you know 40 years that she was sleeping on the couch waiting for her kids to come she home. She needs sleep. a long winter's nap. I hope <laughs> you send her some beautiful sheets as a thank you yeah. so that she can make her space into a little sleep we, haven. We have a lot of gratitude for our, our parents. Uh, yeah. and we try and, we try and uh, you know, take their example in raising our kids as well. I'm so, sure you're doing know, so highlighting job. some of these things for, for our children as well, you know, how yeah. making sure their environments are right for sleep. You yes. know, it's not just yeah. about our environment. Let's make sure the kids are, are set up properly for good night's sleep and convince them to get off their phones and not spend too much time on social media. Oh, the battle for most parents these days. Okay. I want to do a really quick recap so that yep. everyone listening feels like they've got some things to take away and to work on for their sleep. So the first thing that you mentioned was just really noticing any habitual patterns that you're falling into and whether or not they might be impacting your sleep quality looking at motivation. So really getting clear on why is this important for me to work on my sleep right now? And why does this matter? Because we know in in any given moment, there are going to be a lot of things pulling at our attention that will feel really important, including checking our Instagram feed. So (laughs) we've got to get, (laughs) and obviously that's not actually that important, but it feels important to our brain. That's like so socially inclined, right? We're conditioning ourselves for it to feel important. Yes, exactly. Setting up your space, making your room or your space feel comfortable for sleep, establishing a ritual or routine that helps you unwind. Obviously having technology on is going to impact that tug of war of falling asleep and staying awake. Anything else that you'd like to add to this list? Don't feel like you have to do it all in one night. That's what makes everybody overwhelmed. And then you just say, forget it and carry on with what yeah. you're doing. Right. So it's yeah. a, take little steps and just be uh, aware and be present and, and think about it and, and work on the, the motivation, the little steps to, uh, to achieve some of these things, because they will start to compound and go in the right direction for you. Beautiful. I forgot in that list, the most important one of all that you mentioned, or, or not the most important one, but the one we really dug into, which was activity, mm-hmm. movement, and creating that positive stress response in your body. It, it doesn't have to be 10,000 steps, but our bodies are designed to be in motion. Yeah. So creating more movement through the day will help you sleep better at night. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your time and your expertise and helping women everywhere sleep a little more soundly so that we can get through the day as our best selves, feeling the best that we possibly can in our body. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And thanks for your time and happy to chat. Where can people find you if they'd like more information on everything that you're doing? Yeah. So you got to spell the last name, right? It's Dr. Kirkland. So check out uh, D-R-K-E-R-K-L-A-A-N.com. We'll make sure we include your website in the show notes down below. Have a beautiful day. I hope you have a great sleep tonight. Same to you. (laughs) Take care. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.
Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.